Hey everybody, so I wanted to first of all just give a little bit of background as to why this podcast is even started in the first place and a little bit about me and um, what I do now. So my name is um, Trina and um, 11 years ago my mom died by suicide and my mom was 54 years old when she passed away and when I experienced the loss of my mother that was the most devastating thing that I could have ever experienced in my entire life that loss is a loss that pretty much had the ability if I allowed it to to take me out of here it was extremely difficult to move forward Um, I went through a phase where I didn't talk to people about my mom's death. I didn't talk about my feelings. I didn't grieve for the first five years after my mom's loss. So after I had a moment of clarity and realized that by me not talking and sharing my testimony with others, that I wasn't going to ever be able to heal or find peace with my mom's death. So I started a Facebook group and just within the last couple of years I have been very vocal and more so within the past uh, year and a half have I been extremely vocal in sharing my testimony and being an advocate for those who don't have a voice and who don't um, know how to process a death or a loss by suicide, um, even those that struggle um, with depression or mental illness, I do my best to educate others and allow them to know that someone cares and someone is willing and able to listen. And I do my best to um, assist those who need assistance. I'm a life coach as well, and so the purpose of this podcast is just for me to be as transparent as possible and giving people a greater insight into what a suicide loss survivor goes through, and hopefully that will allow people to know that there are resources available, one, two, that this is a loss that you can survive. And that's why it is important for, if you have a story to tell, please share your story. Never think that you don't have anything of value to say that anybody wants to hear because you most certainly do. I didn't think anybody wanted to hear anything that I had to say about this, but I have learned over the past, few years that I have so much to share with the world and at the end of the day what's for you is for you and so if someone doesn't like what you say if someone doesn't agree with what you say or what you've done they don't have to agree that's their choice but don't ever let that silence you so 
um, let's get into it. <laughs> I am going to start six months before um, my mom passed away. And one of the biggest things for me was I didn't realize that those signs were as big as they were until after my mom's death. And so what I'm going to start with tonight is I'm going to start with um, some of the signs and symptoms that my mom exhibited of severe depression. Back in uh, 2008, when everything pretty much um, crashed and everybody was losing jobs, my mom worked for a very huge company in Ohio and um, a very huge factory, should I say. And um, at that point in time, because of how the economy was, people were forcing uh, forced into early retirement or were given options to um, pretty much not know if they would have a job. So if you didn't want early retirement and you didn't want to um, take a lump sum that they wanted to pay you, you pretty much were going to be without a job. And that was very scary. Now, as we know, later on, things did turn around. But, you know, at that time, when you feel like you have no options and, and no um, choice, you get very scared. And a lot of people were, were depressed and it was just a very bad time. And so a few things that I will share this evening is that um, my mom became very withdrawn. My mother was a very happy person. My mother was a family-oriented person. And she absolutely lived for me and my brother. We were her entire world. So... She talked to us daily, but when we would see her and when I would see her in particularly, um, she wasn't as happy. She was moody a little bit, but she was very withdrawn. Usually she would be in a place where she'd want to go out to eat if I came home or whatever I wanted to do as an outing. My mother would always want to go and we would do those things but it got to a point my mother didn't want to do anything and then my mother couldn't sleep at night and I didn't live in Ohio with my mother I lived in a different part of Ohio so I was about two hours away from my mom so I would visit often and we would talk daily and I didn't realize at the time but my mother just would catnap at night she would sleep you know, off and on, and um, I just didn't realize that she was just not sleeping. I also didn't realize that the stress of not knowing if you're going to have a job was weighing that heavy on her to the point that she wanted to give up. I had no clue that that was even that serious for her. Me and my brother at the time, we were 21 and 34. Yes, I'm telling my age. <laughs> but because we were adults, my mother had did her job. So why would I think 
that it would be that big of a deal for her to worry about our well-being, even though our entire life she did everything for us. She always protected us. She always made sure we were okay. But with that being said, I tried to reassure her because my brother was in his last year of uh, college. He and she wasn't for certain how she would make sure that he graduated on time. And I thought, that's not really something that you should concern yourself with. But my mother, that was who she was. You know, it was her concern because we were her children. And she took on everything that we went through and made it personal for her. So my mom felt like she was failing my brother because she didn't know how she was going to make sure he finished college on time. And so that became a huge worry for her. And my mother was a person who always had it together. I never saw my mother crumble over anything might have been hard for her but my mother to me and what she exhibited to me was superwoman she could do all things her faith was intact my mother was also a Sunday school teacher and I never saw anything break my mother and so to know that at this point in time life had gotten so extremely hard for her It never crossed my mind that my mother would take her life, ever. Because if you knew my mother, you knew she had two children, which she absolutely lived for. And she was so very proud of us. And we were the one, the two things, rather, that my mom always said she did right in this life. She gave birth to amazing children. And she was so proud of us. And so for her to leave us in a manner in which she did and she always protected us, it didn't make sense. However, I wasn't aware that through this depression that my mom had made up in her mind that she just couldn't go on. And she never told me and she never told my brother. And so, I must say, that was one of the hardest things for me to grasp as a um, concept of understanding in this grief is that my mother would leave me and my brother in such a way that we could never fully recover from. Because I don't care who you are, you can never fully recover from a death by suicide because you don't have answers you don't have closure you just have that person gone and you really don't know why even if there is a note which we didn't have but you never fully get over that because you always have those things that are in the back of your mind what if what could I have done differently and as I continue to share with you what has happened throughout this journey and my grief process 
a lot of things to me at the time just didn't make sense. And I always wished I could have went back and did this or asked that. And so my hope for doing this podcast and sharing and being as transparent as possible is that you pause and think, what can I do differently with the people that I encounter? What questions can I ask that even if that person gets upset that they, I ask that question, I'm still asking it anyway. I'm not ignoring signs. And sometimes when we're around people on a daily basis, we don't pay attention to those signs because we don't know what really is going on. You know, we don't have a full understanding of what depression is. We don't fully understand how depression can affect a person. You know, it's not a, when you break up with somebody and you say, oh, I'm depressed because I broke up with so-and-so. You may be heartbroken and you may be depressed, but this type of depression where people feel like they don't want to go on, it is so much more behind that. And as I started the healing process along with the grieving, I can tell you in different phases, different things became very clear to me in my own life and what I was going through and how I actually dealt with my mom's death. And the try, it also gave me an opportunity to understand some of the things that my mom went through in her own life. Not that I will ever, ever, ever fully understand why my mom chose to leave me and my brother the way she did in such a, in such a manner where we just were destroyed. Um, but I had to get to a place where I learned to accept that this happened. And so in closing out this first episode, I want to just continue to give you things to think about. If you have someone in your life at this moment that you know is struggling, that are exhibiting signs of withdrawn, um, moodiness, talking negatively, just not being themselves, ask that question. Ask that question. Are you okay? Are you feeling suicidal? Is there anything I can do to help? And if I don't say anything else, and I'll probably say it every single episode that I that I record, please, please, please do not ignore a person that tells you that they are suicidal or they're depressed. Don't ignore that because if you do, you never know how serious that person is. And I promise you, as I get into this deeper, you will understand why I'm such a strong advocate for just doing something because If you don't, you might live to regret it. And you don't want that on your conscience. I promise you, you don't. 
It is something that you will carry with you the rest of your life if you ignore someone who says to you that they don't want to be here anymore. That's a very disturbing statement within itself. So please think about the people that you have in your life. Understand that we all process life events differently. And life happens to every single one of us. And we've all had points where we felt low, some lower than others. But that doesn't mean that we shouldn't exhibit kindness to each other. And if you yourself don't have the strength to help that person that's in your life, then find someone that can help them. Find resources that can be available to help that person. Because at the end of the day, life is entirely too short. And if you can do something to help somebody, please, please, please help them. Don't let it be a situation where you look back and say shoulda, woulda, coulda. Because I promise you, once that person is dead and gone, there is no coming back from that. They're gone. They're out of their pain. And your pain begins. You will never be okay and you'll never get over that if you know that you could have done something and you just ignored them so i just encourage everybody to just be more cautious and mindful of the people that you have in your everyday life and do what you can to help some people don't want help and that's true but for those who really just want to be heard it costs zero dollars to listen to somebody. It co- it takes your time, yes. But if you have that time with that person and you can make a difference, make a difference, please. The world needs those type of people. And I promise you, you'll never know what a difference you make in someone's life if you just take the time to listen to them. Try to understand But most importantly, just be there. Well, thank you all for listening to this first episode. I didn't want to give you too much because I know, like the intro song says, you're curious. So in the next episode, I'll get a little deeper into my why, which is my mom. And I hope that you all have gained something from this podcast this evening and thank you all for listening good night